Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I am the Gnarly Gnome. This is Scentsy Brewcast, the voice of Scentsy Craft. Thank you for joining me again. This is a, a hectic one for me. I'm recording parts of this at, uh, what time is it? It is 11.41 p.m. Uh, I usually like to have the show up by midnight. So if you do the math, I think that leaves me something like, I don't know, no time to get it up for you, but I'm going to do my best and, um, and, and have it up on time. Hopefully when you wake up tomorrow to drive to work, you'll have the show to listen to, or whenever you listen to it. I don't know how that works. I don't know how anything works anymore. It's pure chaos. It's, it's what keeps it exciting though, right? Um, this week is the pumpkin spiced episode. I hoped to have a little more to wrap up into it for you, but we are still a little early on the pumpkin train, although maybe not depending on uh, who you ask. Um, so I don't have as much as I want to, uh, to to cover this. Maybe we'll talk about pumpkin again on the show before the end of the year, but uh, I can't make any promises. I will say this. If you hate pumpkin beer or if you hate pumpkin spiced anything, um, well, no, you can still listen to the show. You can just yell at your iPhone or however you listen to your podcast and tell me that I'm wrong. But if you are a fan of pumpkin beer and pumpkin spiced everything, uh, you're not alone. There are some of us out here still that are on that same train and, uh, are unashamed to shout it from the rooftops that we love pumpkin everything. Um, it's the signal of fall to me, which, it is not fall yet, which makes this very difficult, but um, the excitement as soon as I start seeing pumpkin beers come out can't be ignored, and I have to dive in at the first chance I get, which was this week, the first chance I got to uh, have a pumpkin beer event, and one that I've been kind of waiting for for the last, I don't know, however many weeks it's been since I first saw the label come through, the TTB. It was Taft's uh, tapping of their Frisch's Pumpkin Pie Ale, an absolutely brilliant collaboration. Um, I'll play the sound clip here in just a second, but Taft's did use all of the actual ingredients that Frisch's uses in their pumpkin pie. So it's a real full-on collaboration. Um, and the beer, well, I'll talk about the beer afterwards. Let's, let's jump in first because at the tapping event, the first... 75 people got a really cool glass that has the Frisch's Pumpkin Pie logo on it. And as a glassware nerd, um, I had to get that. So I believe I was the first person in line because of how eager I am, not just for the beer, but for the glass. Um, so they did that and they, they did a toast uh, with Jason Vaughn, who is the CEO of Frisch's Big Boy. Um, it's just a, well, that's what you're going to hear in just a second. But and then we all drank the beer and uh, had fun. So Let's just jump into that before we get into more about pumpkin spiced everything, which we will talk about literally pumpkin spiced everything in just a second. <laughs> but first, this was from that tapping event. Um, this is Jason Vaughn, the CEO of Versus Big Boy. Be upstairs. Some of you might have accidentally come upstairs, and that's okay too. I'll be glad to buy you a beer. Welcome to the combination and collaboration of. Frisch's Big Boy and Taft Ale House Brewing, putting together the Pumpkin Pie Ale. 
what I want the craft beer drinkers to know is the pumpkin pie that your grandparents grew up with that you may now have no idea what I'm talking about, but trust me, your grandparents know where the pumpkin pie came from. The actual ingredients that are in our pie are in this beer. We didn't gimmick it and put food coloring in a blonde beer. This is actual proprietary ingredients in this beer. And I have two people to thank for that. First, Ryan, congratulations, our master brew right here, our master brewer. Please give him a round of applause. Well done, well done. Chef Sun Zink, back from Frisch's stand up. Chef John. If you haven't tried it, please try it. We'll be glad to uh, get it. I hope you get a mug. I want to thank, no joke, Taft for all the work they've done with this, the promotion they've done. This is the start, right? It helps us with our revolution here at Frisch's. We hope the hot fudge cake beer comes next. But to know how much I appreciate everybody that turns out, enjoy it, have fun, tell your friends, tell your family. Make sure everybody stops back at Taftdale House before 10 p.m because that's when you get cut off. Take it home, it's gonna be sold in all the outlets that we work in. Columbus, Lexington, Louisville, Dayton, Cincinnati, Kroger, everywhere that Taft sells their great product, we're gonna be there. So again, thank you all for showing up. Taft again, thank you, Master Brewer Ryan. Cheers to you. There it is, cheers. Thank you guys very much, have a great evening. Have another beer on us, thank you. All right, so let's talk about it. Taft's Ale House, we all trust them at this point, right? They make fantastic beer. I, If I had to sum up kind of what they've been doing lately, uh, or in general, I guess, they make some really, really fantastic, really drinkable, um, really approachable beers. Um, this is one of those beers. It's, it's definitely a pumpkin beer, but it's a really easy drinking, mild pumpkin beer. If you don't enjoy pumpkin beer, number one, you're missing out on something, uh, something really fantastic this time of year too. But you still might like this beer. It's not over the top with pumpkin. It's not over the top with the pumpkin spices like some of them are. It's not going to smack you in the face with like cinnamon or nutmeg or any of that, that stuff that's in there. This is just a good fall beer. It goes really well with food. Uh, I got some of the, the tri-tip sliders while I was down there because while you're at Taft's Ale House, the, how can you not? <laughs> and it goes really well with it. There was no pumpkin in, in my, my pile of meat that I ate, but the pumpkin beer itself, I don't know what it is about those spices, but it was great with the food. And uh, for, for, for that reason alone, if even if you don't like pumpkin beer, you should really try this one. However flip that script. If you do like pumpkin beer, don't skip out on this beer because it is great. There's some great pumpkin beers around around town. You know, uh, I was supposed to be drinking wooden casks pumpkin tonight and I was not able to get out and get any before um, recording the show, but it's a great, great, great pumpkin beer. So we've got good ones around town. It's not to say we needed another good one, but my God, am I glad to have it. And it's a, a really, really smart collaboration. And I just love seeing this happen. It's a double Cincinnati whammy. And um, if you haven't already gone out to get some, you should probably do that. But uh, we're going to jump right into the next part of the show because 
it's really, really fascinating. And again, I was hoping to have some of this to drink for tonight, but uh, I will hopefully have some very soon and we'll figure out a way to uh, to share some of my tasting notes with you. But it is not a beer. It's a seltzer. And I know this is Cincy Brewcast. We're not supposed to talk about seltzer, but how can we not talk about a pumpkin spiced seltzer from Braxton Brewing Company? They did it. For whatever reason, um, well, I mean, let's just jump into it. I called Jake Rouse and I asked him why. <laughs> and we dove into kind of their their idea about the pumpkin spice seltzer and, and what it may lead into and how it originated and all of that. So, uh, I mean, we'll just we'll just get into it because it's easier to just listen to it. So, uh, phone call, Jake Rouse. Here we go. <laughs> Jake Rouse, thank you for uh, taking a few moments out of your weekend to sit down and talk with me about uh, something that I am intrigued on on so many levels. Happy to know. <laughs> you're the uh, you're the seltzer blogger now. I love it. Uh, evidently, <laughs> um, I am an everything blogger. That is the whole secret to all of this. Within equal opportunity uh, alcohol. Yeah, like well, you're going to see a lot more of that on thenarlydome.com in the next. Well, I'm not going to give time frames because of the chaos of my life, but um, <laughs> it's slowly being built out as the destination for everything drinking in the greater Cincinnati area. So, seltzer That's is fair. a part of that. <laughs> I, I'm getting ready to mow the grass today, and I cannot promise that a seltzer will not become part of that uh, process. <laughs> That's so awesome. you guys took two things that are very polarizing in seltzer. Well, I don't even know if seltzer is that polarizing anymore. Everybody talks a big game about seltzer, but evidently everybody is drinking it. And <laughs> pumpkin spice, which is also extremely polarizing. You get lots of people that say they hate it, and then at the same time, everybody flocks to drinking it in the fall. And you took the I'm two. I'm definitely one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> I will fully admit that I love pumpkin spice. I will him and haul about seltzer, even though it does uh, it does get drank in this house a lot. <laughs> but you took the two and you put them together. Um, I guess my first question is uh, why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let me. Okay, so so it's a great question. What I'll say about this gnome is that. I am a huge pumpkin spice fan. It's been an ongoing joke since we released Grater's Pumpkin Pie two years ago that, you know, my brother's dying last words when we were launching Braxton was, we'll never do anything pumpkin. <laughs> I've heard that and, from a few breweries. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so, but, but, you know, obviously it's 2020, right? So would you expect anything less in this year than a pumpkin spice seltzer? <laughs> I mean, so what happened was really we we were and this is this is, you know, the full transparency story. Uh, we were fully intending on launching this as a kickoff to a seasonal line of seltzers for Vive. Uh, we had approval and had pitched it to all of our major retailer partners in September of last year. I think we so, I think about that time we probably talked about it a little bit when uh, I was yeah. down there. I think we kind of hinted at a seasonal kind of thing happening. Yeah. And so we, we don't we don't really know what the market's going to bear. We don't know if customers are going to like it. But what I can assure you is this. Never in my lifetime have I seen the nexus of customers overlap better <laughs> than pumpkin spice and hard seltzer. And so when, when Evan started exploring different line extensions and flavors for Vive, you know, he ordered in a ton of different flavors. I didn't know he had ordered in pumpkin spice, but he walked into my office 
with a little five ounce sample cup, put it on my desk and said, give it a shot. And anytime he does that, I'm obviously a little skeptical. Mm-hmm. He's, he slipped some stuff in there before, like a, like a bacon seltzer. And that is not, <laughs> uh, but that being said, um, you know, we, I, I took a, first of all, I smelled it and I took a sip of it and I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, this is incredible. I said, is this pumpkin spice? And he goes, yes. And it's the last five ounces you're ever going to try in your life. <laughs> and so we, we, we talked for a little bit and, and I'm like, you know, we, we talked a lot about this, right? Because you've seen in our advertising with it, like we're, we're definitely leaning into the fact that everybody's first reaction is going to be to roll their eyes. Right. But what I can assure you when you try it, and I've got some samples, I'd, I'd love to get you some samples oh, so I'd you love can to get try some it in samples. preparation of the, of the release. But what, what I can assure you when you try it is that it is a delicious product. Like, it's not just a marketing gimmick to try to get eyeballs on Vive. Um, it is definitely a marketing exploration that we're excited about, but the liquid is really, really good. And so we pitched it in September fully planning on releasing it in a massive way this year. And then when COVID hit, we, we temporarily paused all new projects in March. And so realistically, if you want to release a can in September, you have to order new can shells and whatnot in March or April in order to get them in time. And so in a, in a happy hour with, uh, with the Kroger team, we were sitting down and, and they were like, Hey, you're, you're going to do that pumpkin spice seltzer. Right. And I'm like, Oh man, like I've explained to them that, you know, at that time during the shutdown, we didn't really know what was going to happen. So we thought it was somewhat irresponsible to spend, you know, five figures on a new SKU that's unproven. Right. Uh, when we didn't even know if it would have access to shelf. And so we, we talked it over for a little bit. We were like, you know what? If, if there's ever a time that people need something a little lighthearted right now, it's this. And so. We worked with uh, with CanSource, our can uh, shrink sleeving company, to to see if they could extend a a courtesy gift to us of, of a very short turnaround time, uh, and everybody kind of came together, and so we're we're pumped. We're going to be launching this uh, right around mid September. I I love it. I I don't I can't promise that I'm going to love the product, but I, <laughs> well, I mean, but I'm so at least you're going to try it with an open mind. I am. That's, I'm that's so curious to try it. I you know I, I'm going to get some shit for saying this, but it's a very craft beer way of approaching seltzer, which is fun to me. It's taking it's taking an idea, something that I've never seen somebody else do. I can't promise that there's not another one somewhere on a small scale, but I've never seen somebody do this yet. And it's just kind of rolling with that idea of what if we try this? And that's yeah. it's a very craft beer thing to do. It's a very, you know, who would think that, you know, a pickle beer would be a success, but look what Urban <laughs> Artifact has done with it. You know, there's things like that that, that people, you know, kind of roll their eyes when they hear about it, but then they try it and they're like, oh my God, this is, this is good. Or even if it's just for the conversation that happens around that drink of, oh my God, you've got to try this. You know, can you believe somebody did this? You know, it's, it's fun. And I, I like seeing that fun brought into things, especially right now, like you said, it's, things have been so terrifying and so uh, uh, weird lately and, and just bringing some fun back into it and reminding people that this is, this whole industry is about hanging out and drinking with people and enjoying yourself and to bring some of that lighthearted nature back into it. I I think you guys nailed it with the marketing on it. It does bring that kind of um, that lighthearted kind of thing into the marketing, which 
Vive in general is a brand that's a little more straight laced than a lot of the beer stuff people are, <laughs> right, are used yeah. to. It's a very, uh, a very polished kind of thing. And to bring a little bit of that um, craft beer uh, humor into it, I think is, is, is fun too. It reminds you that, Oh my God, this is a local craft project. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And what I can tell you now is, you know, the, the seltzer segment we're, we're we are really intrigued to see what happens with this, right? Because, here, here's what's happened this year, right? The seltzer segment is now bigger than craft. Uh, and there's a lot fewer players. Obviously, that's going to change in the next, you know, one to three to five years. Uh, but but our, our hypothesis is, and has been from the start, that seltzer would look like craft uh, in, in, in a time. And so what does that mean? Well, is there really room for seasonal flavors? We know that, basically every other category with the exception of wine does seasonal flavors really well cocktails uh craft beer does it incredibly well but seltzer uh is a little different and so you know we wanted to give it a shot unfortunately i can tell you it's it's going to be so limited that you know i i think that it will sell out incredibly quickly so we're going to be listening really closely to determine how many people really like it versus how many people laugh at it right but I believe the product has legs. And if it does, you know, you'll see us continue to try to extend and push the boundaries on what what seasonal flavors of seltzer could look like in the future. Well, it's it's so fun because it is different than a lot of beers in that it, the base product is the same product. So rolling in new flavors into that probably is a little bit easier than doing yeah. it with, with, with a beer and you can do smaller stuff. You can do like, it's, uh, it's, it's fun to me. I, I was um, joking with uh, Brett from urban about seltzers uh, yeah. a couple weeks ago. And he was talking about what he called the Jonesification of, uh, of seltzers and waiting for that to happen where people were just rolling out the most oddball flavors that you could think of and trying to figure out if that's was what we wanted or what we didn't want. And I think that is what I want. <laughs> I mean, it'll be really interesting, right? Cause, cause you have to, to, to understand flavor line extension with hard seltzer, you have to look to the vodka market because yeah. it's, it's very similar, right? Vodka is a, a product that's easy to produce. And if you're not careful, you know, if you look at a vodka shelf, there could be 15, 16, 17 flavors underneath the absolute brand item, right. brand name. And so we are, we're very, and, and the whole industry is, I, I think, the people making seltzer and, and making a run at it. I mean, we, we're really fortunate that we got in when we did and that Evan is, is so talented at what he does that, you know, we, we actually just saw Nielsen submitted a, a press release out earlier in the week that showed Vibe as the number one regional seltzer in the Midwest. And so we're, we're, we're trying to make sure that we don't, um, take that for granted right we don't want we don't want to confuse people with right. all of a sudden there's now so many flavors how do you fall in love with the brand but at the same time when variety pack presents an opportunity for eight flavors for two variety packs you know if we can keep innovating within those two packs to drive velocity i think that's a huge opportunity and i mean we didn't really get a chance to see this gnome when when we made a massive investment in saint patrick's day <laughs> Um, <laughs> massive investment, <laughs> right? Uh, obviously, with coronavirus canceling that holiday, uh, we didn't get to see how that would work. So this is at least going to give us a data point. I don't think you're going to see us release, you know, a flavor a month or anything like that. But 
but you're right. There is a there is a technical ability to scale flavors in seltzer faster. It's just trying to make sure you hit what the consumer wants. And so true to the vibe brand, you're going to get a really amazing aroma of pumpkin spice, but a flavor profile that doesn't taste fake. It's you compared it to the the flavors of, of vodka that you see on a shelf. And, and my opinion on that is very different because I'm, I'm in Ohio. There's a limited amount of shelf space in a liquor store. The right. state is very controlling about what gets to that shelf. So it, it's you get this 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 purposeful limiting of how how big that shelf can get, whereas it's different in other states. But at the same time, this is very different than a vodka like the, the people that are going and buying vodka off a shelf i think are very different types of drinkers than the people who will be buying a we'll say a variety pack of of seltzer i think that there is a lot of room for you to have you know your standard variety pack of those flavors that people know and they expect from vive but then to have some kind of a seasonal thing that's coming out that's kind of that that experimental thing that um yeah. is just random off the wall stuff that you guys are playing around with to give people that that ever-changing kind of looking for new flavors that, that I think, as far as craft beer goes, has been such a driver of the industry, people looking for the next thing, you know, and just constantly right. trying new stuff. It's really exciting to think of where the idea could go with with seltzer. You know, it, I know that there are a lot of people that go to the shelf and just pick up their their standard flavor that they've fallen in love with, but I think yeah. getting getting even more drinkers into it, I think that ever changing side of it could be um, a, uh, a, I guess a secret to that success, you know? I agree. And, and it'll be really interesting, Noam, to be honest, to see what, what's going to happen next. So will, will the major players follow and create seasonal flavors? Oh, you know, will they're we, talking will about we it. see those? Right. And, and, and I don't know because, you know, they're being nationwide brands. They're having supply chain issues. Yeah. Um, you know, we, it's a blessing and a curse, but we, we ordered so many cans at the beginning of, of the year in preparation for a scale up period that knock on wood, we haven't had any, you know, aluminum shortages yet. And so it'll be really intriguing to us to see like, a, does this work the way we think it will B if it does, what are we going to do next and how does that play with it? So we're, we're already testing a few other things and then C, you know, what does it do to the competitive landscape? Because we know we're, we're somewhat fighting an uphill battle. It's a six-pack, uh, which we know is really only 10% of the category sales. 90% is variety pack. And so we're, we're just really interested to see what happens and, and see if we can't figure out a way to, to create something unique. Well, I'm excited to try it. Um, I have a sneaking suspicion that however much I stock my fridge with, my wife is going to be unhappy with and want more. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you let me know when you can get down to the brewery, and I'll have them pull a sample for you. I will. I'll let you know. I'll actually, um, when I text you later about that other thing we were talking about, I'll text you when I'm going to be down there because it's going to be very soon. So that'd be fantastic. <laughs> um, I appreciate uh, you taking some time out, like I said, to uh, to have a chat with me, and um, uh, good luck with everything. There's uh, there's a hundred other things we could talk about right now of things that are either in motion or I think um, we're due for a show. We are definitely due for a show. We need to uh, <laughs> we need to talk about doing something in the next uh, couple of months here. That'd be great. Thank you, Noam. I appreciate it. I am not bullshitting you when I tell you that I'm really, really excited to try a pumpkin spiced seltzer. I don't know what that says about me or what it says about how I've changed as a drinker in the last year, but 
Uh, I'm I'm really curious about what this stuff is going to taste like, and it's actually really really fun to think of the fact that somebody created this. I mean, I, I talked about it in the show a little bit, or in the interview a little bit, but um, it's just such a cool idea for a project, and it really is changing the way at least I look at what seltzer is and what its role is and what kind of makes it fun and why you would pick a seltzer up maybe not instead of a beer if you're a beer drinker but why you might also pick one up sometimes so i i i will i will inform you all of my opinions on the seltzer when i get to try it and uh, i will be brutally honest with you if it's horrible i will let you know that it's horrible but that still probably isn't the reason that you shouldn't uh you shouldn't pick some up and try it for yourself because it's so so off the wall and such an oddball kind of product that um how can you not want to just play around with that idea so uh, keep your eyes open for that the seltzer comes out next month uh, september and you'll be able to find it all around town for a very limited period um like like he said in that phone call it's a very limited run and it might go really fast just at it from the curiosity factor so um, don't wait too long to get it because you might not be able to but that does it for this week we will be back next week um when you're well no when you're listening to this um i will be recording an episode i mean depending on when you're listening to this this week we'll say um at fretboard for their fretboard tv i will i'll talk about more of that um uh, hopefully you listen to the weekly pint because i'll probably talk about it on the weekly pint uh, this week today I, I don't know when you listen to the show but i will post some links to that once it's up and active i'm really excited about sitting down and talking to those guys and doing it in a different context than my own show especially my own show when it's like this where i'm sitting alone uh in my kitchen i'm, I'm not even in the studio i'm just sitting in the middle of my kitchen by myself um it's dark the kids are asleep the wife is asleep it's it's weird <laughs> everything's weird <laughs> but uh we'll be back next week this is cincy brewcast well before i wrap up the show i should tell you that if you like the show and you want to support what i do go to the gnarly slash support it helps immensely um or if you just want to buy a hat or a t-shirt or something go to the gnarly slash shop it doesn't help as much but it's really cool to see people um wearing gnarly gnome shirts and hats and things like that it's fun and it gives you something that you can uh you can wear out to your favorite tap room and show people that you are a fan of the show or the blog and um, maybe connect with somebody over that. But like I said, we'll be back next week. Thank you guys very much for listening. This is Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Cincy Craft.